Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Fellow Falcoholics, what is up? Welcome to the Dirty Birds and Brews podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Knight, at Kevin on Twitter here to bring you the next, I guess maybe the penultimate uh, roster projection for the Falcons, 53-man roster. Uh, last one we did was just before training camp, so a lot has happened since then. We've had training camp, we've had two preseason games, so I've got a projection coming for you here prior to the final preseason game, which is where some of these battles will be decided, although of course I think some of them have probably already been decided, if we're being completely honest, but uh, it's going to be interesting. There's definitely been some movement. There's been some unfortunate injuries, obviously some guys going on IR that have shuffled some things. There's been some signings. So a lot to get to today as we update this projection and I'll have one final one for you, uh, before the 53 man roster is set after this preseason game. And then it'll be just, just a few short days until the season. We are, I believe just under a little, a little under two weeks or so away. I think it's two weeks from Sunday will be the first preseason game, or excuse me, the first regular season game. We're not going to do the preseason over again. Uh, exciting stuff. Really looking forward to that. Obviously, a lot of hopes riding this team uh, from within and without. It's not just us fans uh, on the hope train this year. So uh, hopefully a fun season ahead for us, guys. Uh, before we get to it, I do want to thank today's sponsor, betonline.ag, your number one source for all your sports betting needs. You can get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Perhaps you're feeling overly confident in these Falcons, right? You can bet on Atlanta to win the NFC South right now before the rest of the league catches up to the hype trade. You can bet over-unders on players and lots of other fun things, but no matter what you decide to bet on, Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season as they've got you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action and be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V. To receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, bet online where the game starts. All right, folks, let's dive right in. We're going to start off with the offense once again. Uh, and, you know, still going to be 25 offense, 25 defense. There will, There's likely, and I'll preface this now, there's likely to be some shuffling at the beginning of the season like we saw last year where they're maybe putting some guys on IR because if you wait until after final cuts to put players on IR, then they're eligible for the short-term IR return, which means they could come back after four games. Um, so they could decide to put players on there like Jeff Okuda. If he's still far away from returning, we don't really know at this point. Um, guys like him could potentially go on there. Uh, other players that are injured, you know, I, I know Mike Hughes and, and Cordero Patterson were dealing with, st with stuff. It doesn't sound like they're really candidates for that. Like they're expected to probably be back for week one. But those sorts of, of players, those sorts of injuries, they might keep guys on the roster and then cut them after final cuts and then bring some guys back. So this is this list is, is taking that into account. So I'm going to be holding guys like Jeff Okuda and stuff like that on the roster um, because this is the final 53 projection. Uh, that we'll get, you know, after final cuts, and there, there could be some shuffling back and forth. So after that, let's dive right in. So first change, change right off the bat. I'm going to be going to three quarterbacks here. I do think that 
Logan Woodside has shown enough in the preseason and with this new third quarterback rule uh, that it's worth keeping him on the roster. I think that they trust him to run the offense. I think he's done an admirable job uh, with, you know, obviously stuck with the sec- some second string, but a lot of third string guys out there and done a good job. I think he's a reliable guy that they like as their third quarterback. Um, and I think they'll, they'll keep him around for that reason. We've obviously still got Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke at the top. No changes there. I mean, we saw a great game from Desmond Ritter. He got robbed of that red zone drive with that just egregious pass interference. Uh, the ball is not tipped, by the way. It's clearly not tipped. So, um, shame. That's how it ended. Uh, but, you know, other than that, um, you know, what a couple passes that were slightly behind guys. But, I mean, it was the first drive of these guys in, in live game action. And it was pretty sharp. Uh, so, happy there. I thought Taylor Heineke looked good as well. Um, so all set at quarterback, moving on to running back, more changes here. I'm going to go down to three running backs at this stage. If Cordero Patterson is healthy enough to play week one, because if he's not, they're going to have to carry another running back on here. We'll talk about that when we get to the practice squad section at the end, but I think otherwise they're probably fine with these three running backs. Um, because the fourth running back is not going to be activated unless there's an injury. So there's not really any need to carry him unless you're worried about like losing Godwin Iguibuike on the waiver wire. And the way running back is right now, unfortunately for running backs, there's just so many guys on the market that I don't think you have to be too panicked, too concerned about about not being able to get someone, you know, in, in free agency if you need an emergency backup. Um, obviously, you'd like to keep your guy in the practice squad and have him stick around and be ready. But, you know, I think it's a low risk thing to put these guys on to put your fourth running back on the practice squad so we go down to three here to make room for spots at to make room for the third quarterback essentially um and some more shuffling that's going to be further down the roster but yeah Bijan robinson looked awesome obviously in his debut tyler algier still looks great um and you know i think that those two are going to be a dynamic duo they're going to take the vast majority of the carries with Cordell patterson sort of sprinkled in um, there's not really a need to keep that extra running back. The only reason they kept four with Avery Williams, I think was because he was going to play a lot on special teams. He was your punt returner and your secondary kick returner. So he was going to be activated for those roles. So it made a lot of sense to keep him, but you know, right now that fourth running back is probably not going to be active. So we're going to go down to three there. Fullback still Keith Smith. He plays a lot on special teams. They really value that. Um, and he's, he's a good fullback. So they're just going to keep him, um, moving on to wide receiver. Still the same five guys here. I actually, last week, I had shuffled uh, Penny Hart in. I'd shuffled Frank Darby in. Frank Darby, unfortunately, goes on season-ending IR. Um, Penny Hart hasn't really flashed in the preseason as much as he was sort of towards the tail end of training camp. So I'm going back to Josh Ali, who after that had some some very unfortunate uh, drops and, and bad plays in the first preseason game, has come on came on strong in the second one. And I think, you can tell by the way they're utilizing him, how often he's being targeted and his existing relationship with Desmond Ritter. I think he's the guy that they want to keep as the fifth receiver. He's got the size. He's got, you know, some speed. I think he's he's shown some good things. I think he's the one that they're going to keep as the fifth receiver at this stage. Um, but yeah, we saw, I mean, good things from all these five guys throughout the preseason and training camp. Drake London and Mac Hollins both look great. Carol Hodge made a clutch catch. We'll see. Hopefully his ankle sprain is minor. Uh, and Scotty Miller is the deep threat. Um, he's going to be the guy that's out there running those deep routes and hopefully he'll catch a handful of those. Unlike what we saw from Mariota last year. So, um, fingers crossed there moving on to tight end. Uh, we got five guys at tight end now. Uh, so I, I, you know, 
people forget the Falcons kept five tight ends for a lot of the season last year with Felipe Franks. Franks no longer in the building, but I still think they're going to be inclined to keep those five tight ends. So to me, I think, you know, what we go to here is, is we're going to obviously have Kyle Pitts, Johnny Smith, Parker Hesse. Those are the top three. Parker Hesse's continued to play just this huge amount of snaps, even in the preseason, because I think Arthur Smith said like, he's just integral to how the offense works. So we kind of have to have him out there. Um, but I think, you know, they signed Michael Pruitt. He hasn't played at all in the preseason. I think that basically means that he's a roster lock. And I think John Fitzpatrick has done enough that I think he's deserving of that fifth spot. He's one of those blockers um, that they really only have, like, I mean, Michael Pruitt's a good blocker, too. So, you know, I think you I think you keep John Fitzpatrick around. He might be someone who's a game day inactive most weeks. But um, I think they need that other blocker out there just in case of injury. And I think you want to kind of hold him and, and continue to develop him. So, um, love it's, I think he's had one of the best training camp preseasons of any of these tight ends. Obviously there's, you know, only Tucker Fisk is like the only other tight end on the roster, but, um, I do think they'd like to keep extra tight ends because they're going to utilize tight end. I mean, you look at the preseason, they had two tight ends out there almost every single play. So they need a lot of tight ends. Um, moving on to the offensive line, we're going to trim a player here. And part of that's because, the depth has sort of been ravaged by injury. I mean, Ethan Greenidge was the guy I thought was going to be a top reserve. He's out for the season. Uh, Matt Hennessy out for the season. Um, I mean, it, it's been brutal there. This is a spot where I think they're going to have to add somebody either at cuts or sign someone like a Dalton Reisner. Um, I think they, they desperately need depth there too. But the five starters stay the same. Jake Matthews at left tackle. Matthew Bergeron at left guard. Drew Dahlman at center. Chris Lindstrom at right guard and Caleb Garrett right tackle. And then right now the depth guys, Josh Miles, I still think is the best swing tackle. That's not a ringing endorsement necessarily, but um, that's kind of what we're looking at right now. Unfortunately, um, I think he hasn't been the best in preseason, but I think his track record as a sort of solid NFL starting tackle when needed, I, I think is enough. Uh, but I would probably feel better with a more established guy there. Um Ryan Newsel is going to be the interior backup. We know he can play center. We know he can play guard. He's been more one of the more reliable guys in the preseason. I, I actually feel fine with Newsel as the primary backup there. Um, and then the, the, the eighth spot, you know, I guess it's Jalen Mayfield at this point. I don't really know who else you would keep. Um, I don't feel good about that. Uh, Mayfield had a pretty good first preseason game, and then he had that second preseason game that was not good. So, I don't trust Mayfield to start, certainly, to play, um, but he is a third-round pick. I suspect they'll want to keep him around because of that, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what exactly happens there, but that's your 25 offensive players. Moving on to the defense, it's going to be 25 once again. Uh, no changes to the edge group. Still six guys here. We did get to see our first shot of Clayus Campbell, which was cool. Um, he was he was looking disruptive. He was looking dangerous and looking massive, which of course he is uh, at over six eight. Uh, the changes are really to like the order of the depth chart, um, where it seems like Bud Dupree is actually the starter opposite Clayus Campbell, which I wasn't predicting certainly. Um, but he seems to be the main guy opposite Campbell. Lorenzo Carter playing a fair amount as well. The more shocking thing is sort of that Arnold Ebicady is seems to be kind of far down the depth chart. He's been playing almost all, like he's been playing throughout the entire preseason games um, alongside last year's third round pick D'Angelo Malone. Um, and then Zach Harrison, the rookie, has been flashing in camp, has had some flashes in the preseason too. They're going to keep all these guys around. Um, but it seems like right now there's a pecking order that is the, the veterans are ahead, which I guess maybe shouldn't be surprising. But I think 
folks were hoping that Ebikadi would be higher up the depth chart, I, and it doesn't seem like he is at this point. So that's really the only sort of surprise is that he's kind of behind all these veterans. So we'll see how that evolves throughout the season. He's still young. It's just his second year. So this is a guy that obviously could, you know, take on more snaps as the year goes on. I still think he's a really good pass rusher. But my guess is that his run defense isn't what they want at this stage. So they're they're pushing him down the depth chart until that gets cleaned up. And, you know, it's it's a different scheme, different system. It may take him some time to adjust to that. Uh, but but I think Arnold Levicate is going to be fine. I'm not, like, concerned about his long-term projection or anything like that based on some preseason games. But it's something to, t- to take note of, certainly. Moving on to the interior defensive line. We got five guys here, so this is a change. Um, I just think they want all the defensive line depth. I think they're they're really wanting to have a deep rotation of guys and to hold on to these guys they've accumulated that all look pretty good. Um, obviously, Grady Jarrett, David Onyemata, Taquan Graham, the top three guys completely set in stone. But then we've got uh, Timmy Horn, who has really taken over the nose tackle job. It seems like he's the clear favorite. He's been pretty good in preseason. I've been really impressed. So, um, you know, with, with Eddie Coleman, right? Like, you know, leaving the team essentially, um, probably retiring once again. Timmy Horn is the the guy that uh, has emerged as the nose tackle, and he looks like he has pretty much like a chokehold on that spot. So he's going to make the roster as the nose tackle, and I think he's played really well. So hopefully he continues to develop as a guy that I think had some some nice juice as a nose tackle coming out of college, just more of a raw guy. But he's definitely developed uh, into, I think, a starting nose tackle. So that's great for him and, and great for the Falcons too, obviously. And then Joe Gaziano, who I think was basically playing the – the Clayus Campbell role some in camp was playing a lot of spots. He's versatile, really solid veteran, rotational guy. Um, again, someone who might be a game day inactive at first, depending on how things, you know, sort of roll out where, where the injuries are. But I think he's very reliable and is likely to get poached off the squad. So I think you you want Joe Gaziano to stick on the roster and you just carry the extra guy because of that to keep your depth intact. And I think that's wise at this stage. Um, to make room for for that fifth uh, defensive lineman, we've cut one of the linebackers, uh, gone down to four linebackers again. Um, and right and the linebacker room has actually changed quite a bit. It's still Caden Ellis, still Troy Anderson at the top. Those guys, uh, obviously we're expecting a lot from them this season. So we'll see how that goes. But Behind them, it's very different because Michael Walker was released. Falcons looked to save that money after he had just an abysmal first preseason game playing with the second string. Um, And now in his place, it looks like Nate Landman has taken over the third linebacker spot, and he's looked pretty good. Uh, The fourth spot seems to be sort of up in the air, but I think Tay Davis is kind of the favorite there because of his special team's ability, because of you know, his play, he's been playing ahead of the other contender here, who is Andre Smith Jr., who actually had a really good second preseason game. So I don't think this one is settled yet. I think Landman's spot is pretty settled, but I think this fourth spot is, is open. Um, and also keep in mind, I think, you know, that that fourth, fifth linebacker spots, you need to be able to play linebacker for the fourth linebacker, but fifth linebacker is mostly special teams. And I think the Falcons have D'Angelo Malone, who I think is going to be one of their special teams ace type guys. This year, he's been doing some of the linebacker drills, doing some linebacker work. So I think he can be an emergency depth option at linebacker um, and that that can allow them to carry fewer guys on the 53-man roster there. Um, Moving on to cornerback, six guys here, all the same six that we had previously. Um, AJ Terrell, Jeff Okuda, D. Alford. looks like D. Alford has won the slot battle. 
Um, probably won the punt return battle too. We'll see. Uh, so I think D'Alford is definitely secured his roster spot. The the surprise to me was that Trey Flowers is actually playing as like the cornerback two opposite Terrell with the Kudas injury. I guess I figured that it would have been Mike Hughes or Darren Hall getting that, but I, the team seems to really like Trey Flowers. And I, I think that's kind of dicey because I, I, I think he's really a matchup corner for like big receivers. And if he gets matched up on those smaller guys, he's going to have big problems. So, you know, we'll see how that evolves if they do. I, I think the idea was for him to be that more matchup guy, but we, you know, with Akuda's injury, who knows when he'll be back. I guess they want that size out there opposite Terrell. Obviously he's a really good run defender. So that helps too. Um, but Mike Hughes also recovering from injury. So he, it seems like he's going to be on track for week one. We'll have to get, you know, we'll have to get a peek at that at some point, I'm sure, but we haven't heard anything specific yet other than that it's a soft tissue injury. And then rookie Clark Phillips, the third who look, I think at some point he's going to find his way onto the field. He's, he's been good. He's been, you know, a quality player. I, he could play outside and inside. Obviously he's small, but I really like Clark Phillips. So I think he'll find his way out there at some point. And then at safety, same four guys. I was tempted to put Micah Abernathy back in here after training camp because he had been playing with the second team group uh, through training camp. But it seems like DeMarco Hellams has has really sort of overtaken him. Um, I think Hellams has, has looked really good in the preseason. He has two picks already. Uh, looks really physical. Looked better in coverage than I think I was expecting. Um, so I think Hellams has definitely earned his roster spot. And as a draft pick, you have to think, you know, obviously they're going to like, they're going to want to keep him around. So um, I think he is, he has taken over that fourth safety spot and is probably going to, going to man that, that role for this team. And that's your 25 defensive players. Um, you know, Matthew Trickett, the kicker, unfortunately, you know, did not, <laughs> did not stick around. So, it, you know, you're stuck with young, young way coup, everyone. I know you're very upset about that. No, but there's been no changes on special teams. Um, young way coup, kicker, Bradley Pinion, punter, Liam McCullough, long snapper. Um, you know, like I said, I think D. Alford has one punt return, and obviously Cordero Patterson is going to be the kick returner for anything that does get returned. And that's your 53. So, you know, there's a the couple changes here and there, mostly some roster math stuff, the third quarterback, you know. And again, like I said, the offensive line, I think they're going to add somebody there. I think they kind of have to if they can find, like, a veteran swing tackle. They can afford someone. Like, I would just go get Dalton Reisner. He could play guard and tackle. He, he'll be your, uh, like, if you, because if you need him to play, you're going to want someone of his caliber out there so your offensive line doesn't just fall off a cliff. So I, I hope they do that. I, I do think they're sort of, hoping maybe that Corey Davis still shakes loose from the Jets. Hashtag Corey Davis watch. So we'll see how that goes. But, um, you know, at this stage that we don't know, but uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see if anything develops there. Um, quick rundown of the 16 guys I got on the practice squad. This is mostly for front exercise because a lot of these guys could get claimed. A lot of these guys, you know, could get signed away. Um, some of these guys will be re-signed. And the Falcons will probably also just sign other players too. But all I can work off is the guy that they, the guys that they have on the roster right now. So based on that, these are the 16 guys I got. Uh, running back Godwin Igwebuike, who I think has had a great preseason. Um, I think if the roster math is a little bit different, he'd probably be the fourth running back. If they like, if they didn't have a fullback, he'd probably be on the roster. Um, I think fullback Clint Rakovich. I think they do want to keep a, a depth fullback. They did keep John Rain most of last season as well. Um, the three wide receivers, uh, Zay Malone. I, he, he could challenge for the roster. I mean, he's been one of the most impressive receivers consistently. I just don't know if they will actually do it over like a Josh Ali or something like that. I mean, I would consider it just because I worry about him getting poached. But, um, you know, we'll see. But I think Zay Malone is definitely 
uh, someone that I would be worried about getting stolen off the squad. But at this stage, I think that's kind of where he ends up. Penny Hart, hopefully he's okay from his injury. But again, he has special teams value. And I think he's he's played pretty well in camp. Has a lot of experience. And then uh, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who's going to be that guy that is your reserve to back up the big guys in case you lose someone for injury temporarily, um, that you can elevate J.J. Ortega-Whiteside and he could play that same role. Um, at tight end, Tucker Fisk is the only other guy on the roster. And I think they like him as like a Parker Hesse backup. Very similar background, former defensive lineman that converted to tight end. So um, I think they like him. I think he's someone that they want to keep around on the squad. Tackle Tyler Vrabel and center Jovan Gwynn. Uh, both these guys, you know, young guys, the Falcons want to keep around, obviously. Um, so I, I suspect they'll, they'll both stick around. And we could see Justin Schaefer on here, too, if they decide uh, to go with an extra offensive lineman. Totally up to them. Uh, recently signed edge Kamoko Ture, who had a really bad first preseason game. Second one was better. Um, and I think they have two actually really strong interior guys here for the practice squad in nose tackle Carlos Davis and defensive tackle Albert Huggins, who both have had good preseasons, especially Huggins. Um, so I think those guys, they definitely want to keep around if possible. Linebacker Andre Smith Jr., you know, what, either him or Tay Davis, whoever doesn't make the roster is probably going to end up here. And then they have some, I think, good DBs that could end up here. Uh, Darren Hall at corner, he'll be poached, I'm pretty sure, so probably not going to make it here. Cornell Armstrong at corner, he probably will make it here. Uh, Micah Abernathy, I do think they still really like it safety, so he'll he'll stick here. And if they do keep a fifth safety, I think it'll be him. And then Trone Brooks, who's that UDFA, who's been playing some corner, some safety. I think he's someone they definitely want to develop. He's been pretty good in the preseason as well. So that's your 16 practice squad, guys, and your 53-man roster. Um, I think it's a strong roster. I think it's a good-looking roster. Obviously, you know, training camp and preseason injuries have taken a toll. We've lost some depth here and there. Um, it's not great. Obviously, we were hoping for Eddie Goldman to be in this room, and he's not. So... You know, you just have to roll with the punches. You're never going to be 100% perfectly healthy through the whole season. You're going to lose guys, but I think they've built up a, a deeper roster than in years past. I think they'll, they'll be able to weather it just fine at this stage. There's still some spots, like I mentioned, on the offensive line where I think they could really bolster the depth, you know, wide receiver, if they could get their hands on another higher-end guy. I mean, I like Matt Collins. I think he'll be better than people think. But, you know, I, I think if they could get Corey Davis, you'd feel way better about this room as a whole. Um but overall, I think the defense in particular, you know, maybe you look for a third, like another veteran linebacker, but I think, you know, in the secondary, it, it looks good on the defensive line looks really actually pretty good. So pretty happy with how this has turned out. Um, and, and I think this is, this is potentially playoff caliber roster for the first time since 2017 ish. So, you know, maybe 2018 if they didn't get ravaged by injury, but uh, I like it. So I'm excited. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this. We'll obviously be back on Wednesday night for the Falcoholic Live to go over that preseason game in more detail. And then, of course, we'll be back Thursday night for our watch party for the third and final preseason game. And then it'll be on to regular season predictions, coverage, all that great stuff. So, guys, thank you once again for checking us out. You can join the Patreon if you're interested in supporting us and getting some exclusive perks, including Q&As uh, and some add limited you know early access versions of these episodes please like subscribe here on youtube or if you're watching the pot listen to the podcast leave us that five star review really appreciate that leave a comment on your uh surprise picks for the roster as well love to see those comments those help us out as well uh if you're interested in donating you can donate and ask a question we'll answer it on the next live show uh so don't worry if you do it offline we still get them um at streamlabs.com slash the alcoholic slash tip uh, guys, again, oh, and check out the community Discord too. It's it's popping off now that the season's about to start. So it's a lot of fun. Thank you guys again for tuning into Dirty Birds and Brews. Uh, we will be back, like I said, 
very shortly for more Falcons content on Falcoholic Kevin, Kevin Knight. Uh, And uh, today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. So once again, thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next time. Have a great day.